I'm Mike Vardy. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Welcome to the 
Productivityist podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist. And this week on the show, we're going to talk about fear and a bunch of other stuff. We're going to talk about will. We are going to talk about calendars. We are going to talk about bucket lists and to-do lists and a whole bunch of stuff with my friend, Kendra Wright from heykendra.com. I don't want to spend too much time uh, going over the rest of the stuff that we're going to talk about because uh, I'm... I just want us to talk about it. I want you to hear it. So here it is, my discussion with Kendra Wright here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Kendra Wright to the Productivityist Podcast. Kendra, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. I'm excited to be with you today. So Kendra, we've known each other for what? A few years now, right? Yeah. I think it's been probably at least two or three now, right? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, we met at I think we did we we met but didn't meet at South by a couple years ago for sure. Correct. Yeah, you, I think I I particip- I was at a panel that you ran. Uh, we had some mutual friends that were on it with you, and uh, but I just don't think we ever actually like really connected at that point. But we were kind of in the same spheres uh, at that point. Right, and then we uh, last uh, as as we're recording this back in 2015, we did a uh, a mutual kind of like joint um, meetup at the World Domination Summit at Chris oh, Gibbler's yeah. event. Yeah, there's so many things that we've actually done together. <laughs> we've spoke together, we've yep. done a meetup together, we've done strategy things together. Yep. Um, and yet so, you've never yeah. been on the show yet, so this is good. I know, yeah. I was excited when you reached out. I was like, you know, that sounds like a great time. Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, the reason I want to have you on is, as you know, um, and as my listeners know, I am a huge um, Green Lantern fan. And uh, I've got the ring, and I, I've got Green Lantern avatars throughout my throughout my office. In fact, when I came back from my recent round of travel, a friend of mine uh, managed to get a discounted version of one of those Pop Funko uh, little pop <laughs> characters of Green Lantern. So I'm yeah. looking at my shelf right now, and it's just overflowing with with. Uh, I mean, if Pat Flynn is the Back to the Future guy, then I, I guess I'm the Green Lantern guy. Green but Lantern is your jam. He is. He is. <laughs> and, and so. Cool. The, Green Lantern's thing is Will. Like, Will is the thing that keeps, that powers his ring. It's the thing that gives him his power. And because he has such strong will, and I, when I say he, I'm speaking about one, any Green Lantern fan will go, no, 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 Green Lantern, there's more than one Green Lantern. You're absolutely right. But I'm, uh, but, but the thing is, is that the enemy of Will is fear. And you know a bit about fear, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's uh, ironically become what I would probably call a bit of my life work. So it's a, it's a very big part of, you know, what I do, what I teach about, what I also study. Uh, and it's really developing a relationship with fear that is pretty much the opposite of what everyone else has, has probably been the number one thing that has helped me build a really remarkable life. So I'm really passionate about just being aware of fear and facing fear and in also really creative, innovative ways. What drew you to exploring fear as, 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 cause you, what you've done is you've basically done, I mean, I'm aware of fear and then I use the will of the Green Lantern to kind of combat it. That's why I've got the ring. You've seen the ring. It's it's, it's, I mean, Michael Schachter right. got it for me, uh, well, my wife and kids got it for me, but Schechter sourced it out for me a couple of years ago, my old podcasting partner. But you instead, what you've done is instead of me, like I combat fear with that idea of will, you just said fear is, my, like, fear is, it, fear is almost the source of your power at this point. Do you know what I mean? So what, what drew you to that? Yeah. So, you know, a few years ago, I was kind of looking at, 
you know, what stops me from just about anything important that I want to do? You know, things that are exciting, adventurous, you know, new opportunities, you know, whatever it is you want to go after, but either don't go after or you start and stop, you flounder on a lot. And, and just by kind of looking at that, asking myself that question, I realized that although all the projects and experiences were different, the source of me not completing them or sticking with them always kind of came back to this root cause of fear. And so, you know, I became obsessed with this idea of fear and I decided to create this project. And in 2013, I decided that I was going to do something new, something different or outside of my comfort zone every single day for a year straight. And when, the, when I did the first year of your project in 2013, I was actually, uh, surprisingly enough, able to convince another person to join me in that uh, project. And I had an accountability partner. And literally for an entire year, you know, I, I set on this mission to do something new, something different, or outside of my comfort zone every day. And we really tried to skew hard towards outside of our comfort zone. And so I began that project in 2013. I did an entire year of fear. And then uh, that was just kind of, the, you know, it was just like a fun project that I did. I did it for me. I did it for growth. And how my life changed in a year, I mean, even in the first 30 days, you know, just was miraculous. And since that project started, the next year, you know, I turned that project into more of a lifestyle for me. And then uh, now I'm, I'm also, it's, it's expanded over the years and I now am teaching other people how to kind of create their own challenge-based approaches. And most of it's starting with fear, but I'm also teaching people once they conquer that, kind of how to, how to apply that to other things. But if you can just change your relationship with fear and basically anything that scares you, you kind of run towards it in front of away from it or instead of away from it, it will absolutely change the trajectory of your life. And so it's something that I'm really passionate about and really I find it as like the keystone of how I've built a really incredible life. And I definitely did not grow up as being the person who was most likely to be awesome or adventurous or interesting or inspiring. I actually grew up like with a really hard childhood. I had, um, I grew up, I was, I basically had, I was born three months early to a 15 year old mother in the middle of the Midwest. And I was diagnosed with cerebral palsy, which if your listeners know what that is or not, it's, it's basically brain damage. So most people with my condition will never go on to really even live a normal life. Most of them are, are um, in really tough states. They have a hard time living on their own, uh, let alone going on to have any kind of normalcy or, you know, striving for big goals. It's really hard. You're really just kind of battling uh, how to walk. Uh, and, and there's a lot of things kind of going against you. It's a really tough um, thing for most people to handle. So I grew up being really sheltered, you know, being really, um, you know, my family was fantastic, but they also wanted to protect me. You know, they, they gave me a lot of easy outs like, oh, is this too hard for you? You know, and, and is, is it too far for you to walk? And so I was very, very sheltered growing up. And so I was definitely not the person who was I was most likely to be average. And I say that in the element of I was lucky to be damn average. Like my entire childhood, all I wanted to be was average because I had a hard childhood. You know, I spent most of it just learning how to walk. So to be average like other kids was 
that was the high bar for me. And so I think that when I created this project and I started going after all these limitations and all these fears and uh, things that felt outside of my comfort zone, it helped me rebrand my identity. And I wasn't this helpless person. I mean, I had this, you know, experience and I still have CP today, but it's just a part of who I am. It's not all of who I am. And now my identity is, is much healthier and it's really helped me do a lot of incredible things beyond that of just now I run my own business. I make more money than I've ever made and I work less than I've ever made. And that's definitely not been my strong point. I've definitely struggled with some work-life balance. I travel, I, I really collect so many insane experiences that I, I feel really, really blessed, but I also did a lot of work to get there. And so that's where the project kind of started with, um, and why I'm so obsessed with fear because I'm still, I still battle it every day. I mean, it's, it never goes away for me. Yeah. So the idea of face the fear and do it anyway, that's basically what it is. Let's dive into your to-do lists because you do, you tackle to-do lists a little bit differently than other people would. To put that lightly, right? <laughs> to put that lightly. To put that lightly. So if you go to your website, which will be in the show notes, of course, it says how to turn your bucket list into your to-do list. Now, what's interesting is, that, again, being on the Productivities Podcast, everyone that's listening to this will have some form of to-do list. And then right. they've got this bucket list, this thing of things that they, you know, if you're, if we're going to lean towards the now your method, the thing I talk. So there's the things that they need to do, which is often their to-do list. And then the things that they want to do, which is some of that stuff will exist in their to-do list. But then there's those big wants, those ultimate wants that probably live on their bucket list. For example, um, when I was traveling recently, uh, I went to see a hockey game at the uh, New Jersey Devils home arena in uh, Newark, New Jersey. A home game with my, again, my aforementioned podcasting partner, Michael Schechter, who I hadn't seen in a while. And I got to watch them play the New York Rangers in their home stadium and then afterwards got to party with Devils fans in the bar next door. Now, I'm a big New Jersey Devils fan. I've been a fan since 1987-88, around that time period. Uh, for me to be able to have done that, that was one of my bucket list items is to do, is to be in every home stadium of the sports teams that I like watching. So I've seen the Houston Astros play in Houston. I've seen, now I've seen the Devils play. I want to see the Cincinnati Bengals play in Cincinnati. And then I want to see the Spurs play in San Antonio. That crossing that item off, first off, number one, uh, was amazing. Number two is, is the idea of the experience. That experience as a whole, can never really be repeated. I, I talked about this on, on, on a recent uh, bonus episode of the podcast for Patreon supporters, where I where I said, you know, for me to go back to that stadium, it needs to be a completely different different experience for me. It needs to be like maybe I'm going with my kids, or maybe it's a playoff right. game. It's the same thing that happened in your home in Austin when we were there for Think Better Live Better, the event that we both spoke at uh, on the Friday morning. Um, I had nothing to do, and so I went. Uh, I looked up. I wanted to go see a, a movie at the Alamo. The Alamo Draft House, because I'd never been to it before. And I wanted to go to the one on 6th, right? It's right on 6th, I right, think. Right, yep. Yeah. And I was going to say, I'm going to go see Star Wars there, the new Star Wars film. Uh, you know, I'm going to cross this thing off my bucket list because I want to go see something there, but I want it to be a true experience. And they weren't showing Star Wars there. But what they were showing were Quentin Tarantino's new movie, The Hateful Eight, in 70 millimeter. So the old whirring of the projector, like it, it, it was done in classic you know, old theater style. Not only that, but he, his movies like Austin is the place where he's traditionally done well. Robert Rodriguez is there. I mean, Tarantino was in that theater not too long ago, you know, when I've seen it. 
And so I went there. I had breakfast while watching The Hateful Eight. There was an intermission because it's a three-hour movie. Had a, co- <laughs> had a cocktail after the intermission and walked out and said, I don't think I need to set foot in this theater again. So <clears throat> the bucket and, list. And, and so people also know that theater is really well known yeah. for creating this amazing experience Mm -hmm. you know you eat in the theater they have all these like hilarious funny rules and they like curate the commercials before the movie to match the movie and like it's an experience yeah like everyone should have in austin and and so So, yeah so for me that that's a bucket list item and and i i think that i want to know how and, and i don't want you to dive too much into detail because i know you probably talk about this with your course and so on and so forth but you can dive into a little bit is how do you encourage people to shift from, and, and let's start with yourself, from that to-do list, which is probably a lot of fundamental stuff that, you know, we do every single day, to making it, the bu- putting the bucket list items on there and making your bucket list your to-do list? Yeah, I think, man, there's so many reasons why I am passionate about it. And, and using that term of kind of turning your bucket list into your to-do list, you know, uh, it's really a hierarching term of like, putting what actually matters on your calendar and making room for more than just your work. And, you know, I I think that there's a lot of reasons. Uh, One of those being that, you know, for me, I am extremely driven. You know, I want to be the absolute best at what I do. And I thought that if I slowed down for these other experiences and items on my list and things that weren't work driven, that it would prevent me from being as as successful in that area. And what I realized is it actually had quite the opposite. Um, I had way more energy. I was way less stressed when I I just made some time, you know, for some of the things that were important to me. Um, So I actually, you know, last year, gosh, I went to, I I did a lot of amazing. So so 2013, I did the first year of fear. uh, And then 2015, I decided to do another one. And I, my year was insane. I I traveled like 23 times. I took, you know, a year, uh, I mean, not a year, a month off work, uh, which before that I'd probably have like five days of vacation in like two years. Like it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in my, and I, my business skyrocketed and it was because when I'm in work, I'm in work and I'm really, um, engaged, but when I'm off the clock and in my life, it actually helps me improve as a business owner. It helps me improve as a person and I better handle the things at work. Um, so that's a big part of it is that it will actually improve for me. It's improved my professional endeavors to have a little bit more of that balance. Right. So now I'm like 70% hustle, like 30% like woo woo, like adventure and experiences. Um, whereas before I was just like 150 work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so also I think that it makes you, way more interesting and magnetic to other people because everything you want in your life, nearly none of them will ever happen through just you. It's going to involve someone else. It's going to involve, you know, other people giving you tips or strategies or just joining you, you know? Um, and by doing all these interesting and creative things, you become a really interesting, creative, magnetic person to other people. And all of a sudden, you know, when people found out what was important to me and what I was doing, it just made me magnetic because I was, I was a pattern interrupt, right? Because we're all just so head down in work that, you know, all we talk about is work. 
But every time I see someone, they're just like, man, you did that crazy thing last week. Like, what was that? And like, how do you do all these things? And, and it was just, it made me stand out in a sea of people all blending in. And that helped me in, in many ways. Um, and also too, like, I think that this is a really self-rewarding thing that I loved was that it helps you create experiences and memories for people that you love. So one of the most beautiful things about turning your bucket list into your to-do list and putting things that matter to you on your calendar is that you get to pick an adventure partner. And for me, I have these, you know, really giant, amazing lists of things that I want to do. And I pick one. I'm like, all right, I want to go do this thing. Um, like, so for example, this weekend, I'm going to a world record break where we're all dressing up like bananas. So it's going to be like <laughs> the most people dressed up in fruit in the world. And we're going to break a world record, right? And I was like, I want to do this. This sounds amazing and hilarious. And not, and, and not nearly as uh, as uh, hospitalization inducing as doing yoga in the middle of the hot summer on the steps right. in Pioneer <laughs> Courthouse Square. Mike and I have broken some world records together. I think this will be my seventh <laughs> world record. Um, so, but the cool thing was I was like, all right, I have the adventure. Now I need the adventure partner. Like, so then I got to think of like, who would really love this experience? Who would really either A, have fun, embrace it? Who could really like, who could this even be something totally new for them? And so um, for this one, I chose my best friend, Sophia, because she is always like really down for the weirdness. Um, but even she was like, I don't know about this. This one sounds weird. And the cool thing is that I was like, come on, like you can do this. It's going to be fun. We're going to laugh so much. And she was like, all right, I'm in. And then the other day she asked me for like, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a really weird adventure. And I was like, man, that sounds weird. And she's like, come on. It's like my banana adventure. And so now I'm going on this like adventure. I don't even remember what I committed to. I just told her to send me like a GCAL invite uh, and then I'll be there. But it was cool because you, you, when you take these things and you put them on your calendar, you get to pick someone to do it with you. I mean, a few things you'll do by yourself. But now I have this really amazing opportunity to connect with people I care about. And that's another thing that's really fun is it's helped me build the relationships, you know, with people I care about and some people that I don't even know that well. Sometimes I've had like near strangers, you know, do things with me. So that's been fun too. Now let's talk about that calendar situation because – What's interesting is that you did your talk at Think Better, Live Better, which um, was a fantastic talk. Tore the house down. It was amazing. And, uh, you know, I mean, Thank you so much. It, it was really, it was excellent. And, um, you know, we got some stuff coming up where we may get to speak again. We can't really talk about it yet, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited exciting. for that too. It's, uh, you know, but uh, when you, you were on the stage and you said, I know Mike, I know Vardy, you actually like, and this is the cool thing is with me. Uh, because Mike is such a common name, most people throughout my life have always called me Vardy anyway, because right. there's just so many Mikes like a hey, Vardy. And it's like, okay, good. I know you're referring to me and I don't have to wonder what other Mike might be around that you're talking to. Uh, but you said, you know, Vardy's going to call me out for this because we use our calendars very differently, which, which is kind of true. Um, first off, let's hear how you use your calendar, because I want you to share that with everybody here. And then I want to dive in and say what the simil what the differences are, because there are differences, but also what the similarities are. Definitely. So when it comes to time management for my life uh, and adventure management, um, if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. And so from my understanding, like, you know, your calendar is much more clear than mine is. Whereas yeah. for me, everything goes on my calendar. So I have a process to this and I'll, I'll try to keep it like super high level. Uh, but basically 
uh, I have a standing appointment every Sunday that I sit down and I spend 30 minutes planning out my week. And, um, I, I do mine digital, but you can do this digital or paper, whatever works best for you. It's not the, the system. It's just, you know, what works, whatever system works for you is it's the best system for you. So, um, and then basically I do a few things. Uh, one, I review everything that I need to accomplish that week. You know, from, I run my own digital marketing business. Uh, so I look at all my clients and my projects. Um, and then I also, so I look at, I ask myself three questions. What do I need to get done this week, you know, in my work and my business? What are my personal items that kind of need to get done? You know, that might be like uh, running to pick up a prescription. I need to call the electric company. Um, and then also my favorite one is what experiences can I design into my week or collect so that I have something awesome to look back on this week? And so, um, you know, when I did the year of fear project, I, I, I did something new or different every day. So that was the extreme example, but now it's looking, it looks more like two to three experiences or adventures a week. Um, and that just gives me something to kind of look back on, to have like a, a, a memorable week. And then basically I sit down and I map it out visually. So I time block everything on my calendar. So I block out the times, like how much work do I need to get done this week? And then I block all of it out. And I'm like, all right, I have all these calls and to-dos. And I'm going to, I know that I have five calls to make and that's going to take me about an hour and a half. And I'm going to do that on Monday afternoon. And I schedule that in as a time block. And then I do all the calls during that. So it might just literally say, uh, to-do calls. Um, and then, uh, so I, I plan everything out. I plan out all my adventures. I look at all the opportunities I have to do something awesome that week. And then, uh, the other element is I, uh, I, I color code, which is been really, really powerful for me because basically I keep my business in blue and then I keep like kind of personal stuff and then like adventure and experiences and pink, uh, you know, P for pink. I, I'm like, that's how I relate things. Um, and then I have, uh, my like self care and fitness routine in green. Cause that feels very earthy to me. Um, and so basically what happens though is after I build this week out, I, I color code it as I go along. So then I can see, wow, there's a ton of blue going on this week. I have a lot of client projects due. So I need to make sure that I have like a little bit, I need to plan out some extra long lunch breaks to release some tension. I need to find like a yoga class. Um, or, you know, like there's not really any fun adventures planned on my calendar. Like my personal fun time looks really meek. And then so, you know, how can I adjust for that? Or maybe, you know, this week it was a little bit low, but next week I'm going to like really, I'm going to swing back the other way a little bit, you know? So basically at any point I can look at my calendar and via color coding, keep like see what the balance is in my life between work and personal and, you know, adventures and experiences, the things that matter the most to me. And it's just really helped me, you know, keep my life a little bit more in balance. And, and also, I think a caveat to that whole word balance, I think that sometimes that's misinterpreted. So like, I might literally work 12 to 14 hours on Monday and Tuesday, right? Because I've got a deadline, I've got a project, I need to get things done. But then like, I might take Wednesday afternoon off in the middle of the week. You know, I might take, I might have a really light morning Thursday morning, but I can see that, okay, it helps me like, um, come to terms with working so much on Monday and Tuesday. Cause I know that I'm going to swing back the other way a little bit, but I need to see that visually. I need to know what's going on. And also if I'm feeling super stressed out, I can see why, you mm -hmm. know? 
Um, and so that color coding has been really powerful to me. And then the other element I would probably say, um, this is just like an add on is adding buffers in there. You know, some people don't like to schedule everything and that's fine. Just, just time block the major things to start and be aware of where you need some extra time, uh, things like that. Like I have processing my inbox on my calendar, you know, not everyone needs to get that, that granular, but it works for me. Um, so, so just using big broad strokes can, can be a really great way to start. And so for, for me, it, we're not too far, we're not too different. I mean, I am broader with how I categorize things. So, you know, I'm doing it for, I do theming for every day. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that gives me the flexibility. So really, if I actually, uh, had my calendar, digital calendar turned on, uh, to show what those daily themes were, it would look like, you know, the 24 hour period on Monday was writing in the 20. And then these other time blocks that appear are date specific appointments that I've made. So coaching clients right. or anything like that. And then, so I, I, I use the calendar as kind of like the guiding principle of, okay, what's today? I wake up on Monday. Oh, it's a writing day. Like today is Friday as we're recording this. Today's my learning day. So I will be spending most of my day learning. Um, we're recording this podcast on this day, so I will do the podcast stuff. And then when I'm done, I will then say, okay, well, what do I do next? Now I can refer to my to-do list, which is great. And I have all the apps. I mean, you all know I have the apps and the, and the, and the, and the materials designed to make that happen. But the first thing I think about is, oh, it's Friday. It's learning day. Let me look at all the things I can do when I'm in learning mode. So I like to have that flexibility there. And what's interesting is when you and I were there in, in Austin, uh, you know, in January at that event, um, I had people that came up to me and I, I think you could probably tackle this the same way who said, well, what about me? I've got this nine to five job. I don't have control over my work day. Uh, I know someone came up to me and, and I told them how to theme their days and they came up to me and, and th this is what happens a lot. And they showed me their day and it was Monday to Friday work. Saturday to Sunday was like play. And I said, well, that's a bit too, that's, that doesn't tell you anything. And they said, well, I don't have, oh. I don't have time. Outside. I mean, my work is my work day. I'm like, what about before? What about after? What about yeah, like and also like how much in reality, how much of that is actually TV or other like mm -hmm. not you know don't get me wrong, everybody's got their own preferred media well, consumption. The, I'm not, but yeah. like being purposeful about how you spend that time because the thing is like I just because I run my own business, I do work a little bit less than other people. Mm -hmm. But man, when I am working, I put in a 40 hour work week in 30 weeks because yeah. when I work, I'm down. So. Yeah. Like I am head down. And so for me, I still work like a quote nine to five. Mm -hmm. You know, most people in their jobs, they work eight hours a day. Well, you know what? They also count the time that they're surfing social media as work. I don't count that in my work. So I'm no. very uh, different in that element. So I think that I, I do have a little bit more liberty to move things around than other people. But I think that it's completely moot when you look at, you know, right now, I mean, we're doing this, this, um, interview and it's still a part of my time. Like it's still an investment in like my brand and it's, you know, I'm not able to do my other work. It still takes time. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just like everyone else, I have to account for that. And I think even just getting clear on what do you do in the evenings? What do you do in the mornings? What do you do in the weekends? Because if what's important to you is not making it onto your calendar, then there's a problem. You know, if you say that you want to make it to your son's um, you know, soccer games every Saturday, or you want to spend, you know, the next year or so walking your son to school, but you're not doing it, you know, well, maybe you need to take a look at some different things. Maybe you need to go to bed a little bit earlier and you need to block off your evenings at that point. And just having a visual flow on what's actually happening in your life is 
God, I mean, if, if I was at this dinner like a few a few weeks ago and someone said, if you had to lose all your your most powerful habits and only keep one, what would it be? And I was like, oh, hands down, like my weekly planning process. Like it's the keystone that keeps the train on the track. Like this is how I get so much done. And, and it's not that everyone has to want to live this insanely full, crazy life like I do, but like you know, making time for the things that matter to you. And if you're not, and if you're not putting them on your calendar, maybe there's something else to address. Maybe you're just afraid of starting the project, right? Well, you know what, Kendra, I think it's time to wrap things up. I'm going to chronicle this in my journal though today as an awesome chat. Cause I had a great time. Uh, and, awesome. And, and I can't wait to see you again. I mean, I know we're going to get, yeah. get a chance to run into each other this summer. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, where can people find you and your work uh, online? Or offline or wherever, but this is where they can find it. Yeah. <laughs> offline, I am in Austin, Texas. I hang out at all the weird, funky coffee shops, and I'm probably dressed up like – if you're in Austin this weekend, I'll be dressed up like a banana. Because it's, it's, it's South by Southwest, too, which is also – Yeah, it's South by – I'm going to the Banana World Record Break on Sunday. So, there you go. Um, if you want to look for me offline, that's where you can find me. Um, online, it's super easy. It's just heykendra.com. And uh, another resource that's super valuable for people if – you're looking for just an idea of some experiences that you can design into your life that are really fun and creative and uh, definitely outside the box, go to heykendra.com slash goodbye comfort zone. And there's a hundred awesome ideas. I think 57 of them are totally free. And they're kind of like a hit list of some of my best ideas that I share on just new ways to infuse some adventure into your week. Awesome. Awesome. Kendra, cool, thanks cool. so much for joining me this week on the Productivity Podcast. Definitely. And if anyone has any questions, just shoot me an email at Kendra at heykendra.com. There you go. That is the end of the show. A great chat with my friend Kendra Wright. I'm looking forward to seeing her this summer. Uh, we've known each other for a few years now, and it's always a good time to hang out with her. As for uh, the show, if you want to hear more of what we talked about, you can go to patreon.com slash productivityist and become a supporter. You get an exclusive version of the podcast, which has extra content. You'll get bonus episodes every week. You'll get a monthly video and a bunch of other stuff. Just head over there now, patreon.com slash productivityist, and you can learn more about that. If you like the show and you want to support in another way other than monetarily, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps more people find it. And I'm really excited about the direction that we're going with the show. We've got some things that we're working on right now. And I can't share them all with you right now, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I would love it if you could uh, help more people find the show so that more people can hear it and experience it. We've got a lot more great episodes coming up in the weeks ahead. But that's it for this week. Until next time, don't forget to face your fears. Maybe tap into that green lantern willpower. Uh, but until next time, I am your host, Mike Barty, the founder of Productivityist, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>